Hey, welcome back to Second Wind Wisdom. This is Danny. And today, I want to spend some more time talking about the topic of personal growth and transformation and how the process of reinventing ourselves through the application of life's lessons can allow us to navigate our way through life while simultaneously opening up new directions and opportunities that we may not have planned for or even thought were possible. And I want to start with a thought experiment. I'm sure a lot of you have heard the story of the ship of Theseus. You see, legend has it that there was once a great hero named Theseus, and in his honor, the ship that he sailed on was preserved in a harbor as a shrine for centuries. Now over time, like anything else, parts of the ship began to rot and decay, and every fastener and each board was replaced as needed with new materials and new timber, and eventually, over hundreds of years, they were all replaced and none of the original pieces of the ship actually remained. Now here's the question. Is this still the same ship? Can we honestly call this the ship of Theseus? And there's also a second part to this as well. What if along the way, someone else had collected every piece of the ship as it was discarded and then carefully rebuilt the ship from these pieces? Would that ship be the ship of Theseus? Maybe now there are two ships of Theseus. Or does the ship no longer exist? The story of the ship invites us to explore the concept of identity and purpose and the nature of objects over time. And it causes us to question our understanding of what actually defines what an object is, or in our case, what a person is. Are we only the sum of our parts or is there more to it? As we discussed in the previous episode on the power of the pivot, we know that like the ship in the story, that we are constantly undergoing transformation, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And every day, by chance encounter, we're forced to grow and learn. And in the process, we're led to gain new perspectives and sometimes we end up getting put into a corner by nothing more than the limits of our own idea of who it is that we are. And it's in these instances that we have an opportunity to roll with change and allow ourselves to be reshaped. But when we do, are we still the same person? You know, I've heard it said, and I have no idea if it's really true or not because I'm not a biologist, but I've heard it said that every few years, our bodies experience a complete cellular turnover, that every single cell wears out and that eventually gets replaced. Yet when I look at myself in the mirror, I still see myself. I still see me, the same me that I saw five years ago, even 10 years ago. I may look different, and I may look at things differently, but it's still me. You see, I don't think that adaptation or growth or changes in perspective or belief make me a different person. What it does mean is that I'm alive and that I'm successfully navigating life by experiencing the lessons that it has to offer me and successfully incorporating them into my being to make me better and stronger than I was before. So for the record, 
I personally do not believe that change or even the reinvention of oneself diminishes that person's essence or changes who it is that they are at a fundamental level. I think at this point, it would be helpful to define what it is that I'm referring to when I talk about reinvention. And what I'm talking about is the process of being open to the need to change our mindset, our behavior, in order to respond to changing circumstances in life. And reinvention, as I define it, is consciously choosing to throw out the old ways that don't work and to latch on to the new ways to refine, but not necessarily redefine who we are and hopefully in the process to become more capable of even greater achievements as we continue to move forward. All around us are examples of people who've successfully reinvented themselves and in the process have had a lasting impact on the world around them. Here's one for you. A lot of people hate this guy. Other people love him. Maybe you could even go so far as to say that he's the J.R. Ewing of the tech industry. But I think that we can all agree that this guy has achieved remarkable things. On June 28th in 1971, in Pretoria, South Africa, Elon Musk was born. And by all accounts, he was a pretty bright kid. And after finishing high school, he moved to Canada and then later moved on to the U.S. in order to pursue his education. Well, Elon Musk went on to co-found a software company called Zip2. And this company was successful. And it was eventually sold. And he received a significant payout, which then gave him the means to branch out and try new things. And then he went on to found a company called XCOM, which was an online payment company that eventually turned into what we know now as PayPal. And under his leadership, PayPal revolutionized the world of online transactions by making the process easy and secure. And his success with PayPal brought him considerable recognition as a pioneer and an innovator in the tech field. Now, one of Musk's greatest accomplishments to this day was the founding of SpaceX in 2002. You see, Musk is driven by the goal of reducing the cost of space exploration in order to make the human race into a multi-planet species. And his vision not only challenged, but has transformed space technology and manufacturing processes. Likewise, in 2004, he became an investor in a company called Tesla Motors, and he eventually got more involved in the company and is now the CEO. And under his leadership, Tesla has created a brand new automotive industry and has upended the traditional automotive industry and is continually pushing the manufacturing process and battery technology further and further along. Elon Musk is not only an engineer, but at every step of the way, he's seen a need and he stepped up to the challenge of being a visionary, a designer, and an evangelist for his vision of the future. He really has reinvented himself as well as the world around him several times over. 
And like I said, there are others. Why don't you take some time and look up Oprah Winfrey's story? Or J.K. Rowling, the author of the Harry Potter series? Or how about Steve Jobs? Or even Madonna, who has successfully embraced change over and over and taken chances and reinvented herself? And I bet if you look, you can find a lot more examples as well. Because change is a necessary part of life. But change doesn't happen on its own. Change is always a response to the environment. Whether it's to a natural process or cycle such as weather patterns or the life cycles of plants and animals or the geological changes, these processes shape the environment and force the need for change in order for organisms living within it to stay in the game. And all successful living things, including us, have the ability to adapt and to evolve in response to these environmental forces and to the competition for resources. And it's this ability to evolve that allows us to be a better fit for our environment and increases our chances of survival. And technology, it's another driver of change. New technologies can disrupt existing industries and force us to modify the way that we live and work, but they also provide us with new possibilities and opportunities. And there are also social and cultural shifts that force us to have to adapt as well, and economic factors and new scientific advances force change also. As our environment changes, we're forced to change in response. And this often leads us to learning to see the world as well as ourselves from a different perspective. And on a more personal level, there are various events or life changes that can lead us as individuals through the process of reinvention. Sometimes they're significant events, sometimes they're not. But either way, they always lead to a change in the environment which requires an adaptation on our part in response. How about the sudden loss of a job? Or maybe it was because of an overall dissatisfaction with our career which eventually forced us to be so uncomfortable that we had to make a change. Or life-altering experiences such as the loss of a loved one. Or going through a personal illness. Or insights that we may gain from traveling and being exposed to other cultures. All of these things require a response. Or how about a divorce or the breakup of any long-term relationship? That can rock your world and it has the potential to force you to rethink, retool, and rebuild your entire life, sometimes from the ground up. Or how about becoming a parent for the first time? You know, being responsible for the health, safety, and formation of another human being can truly force us to reassess our goals and our priorities and make us change and reinvent ourselves in response to this awesome challenge. And it seems to me that the world that we're living in is changing at an ever increasing rate. And I'm sure part of it is because of the technological advancements and the global interconnectedness that we now have with internet news and social media. But you know, we're not special. And I think every generation has probably felt exactly the same way. My dad 
was born in 1937. This year he's going to be turning 86. And the first computers weren't developed until sometime during the 40s. And we didn't even see them in our homes until I was a young man in the late 80s. When dad was born, television was still a newly developed technology and wasn't really well known at all. There was no internet, there weren't any mobile phones, there weren't electronics at all. And in his lifetime, he's seen the development of electronics, the invention of the internet, mobile phones, high definition television, men going to the moon, and during his life, the first and only use of an atomic bomb in anger, and so many other things that have happened in a really relatively short amount of time. That's a lot of change. Now all these changes, they happen in our external environment, but as things change and we are forced to respond from the outside in, then we evolve. And this evolutionary process can allow us to begin to change from the inside out due to our newfound knowledge and skill sets and the wisdom. All of these things cause the environment inside of our own mind and heart to change. And these changes require the same level of response as the external ones do. In responding to change, whether it's changes on the inside or changes on the outside, doesn't mean that we have to throw out everything that we know. And it doesn't mean that all of our moral and spiritual beliefs get thrown out the window. We can always hang on to what is true and right and still learn to welcome and embrace what is new and previously unknown. We don't have to be afraid of change in responding to the changes in the world around us and in society and in our physical environment or even to our physical health we just need to cultivate the ability to maintain an open mind and to seek understanding and to practice tolerance and inclusiveness and I believe that we can do this and still maintain our moral standards and our spiritual beliefs it may not be easy but neither was putting a man on the moon or developing a computer from scratch. It's a process and we can start by cultivating self-awareness. We should always think about understanding our own biases and our beliefs and recognizing that everyone has inherent biases and becoming aware of them is the first step toward overcoming them. And we also need to stay engaged with the world around us. It's good to stay up to date with all of the current events and trends and the social issues around us. And we need to seek out our information and our knowledge from diverse sources of information so that we can have a well-rounded understanding and an informed perspective on all of these issues. And this will help us to comprehend the reasoning behind the different viewpoints that other people may have so that we can make informed and rational decisions about how we respond to them. We have to make a habit of practicing empathy. Empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of others. We need to be able to see ourselves in their place, to imagine ourselves as being from their background and of having lived through their experiences. And this gives us the ability to better understand their viewpoints 
and the challenges that they face. And it'll allow us to begin to engage in meaningful conversations with people who may have a different belief or perspective from our own and not just avoid having them having them all together. And prepare yourself because honest, open, and authentic conversation can challenge our assumptions and lead us into a deeper understanding of the world around us and of our own place in it. We just have to be open to listening and learning from others. And it's a good idea to take the initiative and learn about different cultures and religions and worldviews and to read books, watch documentaries, attend workshops, and always be willing to expand upon our knowledge. And while I feel like we need to hang on to our core beliefs and our morals, it doesn't hurt us to question them and to ask ourselves why we hold on to certain views and whether they're based on solid ground or if they're just a response to social conditioning. This self-examination can lead us to personal growth and into a deeper, more open-minded view of the world around us, as well as a deeper understanding and appreciation for our own beliefs so that we can stand stronger in our convictions. It's a fact that not everyone will believe the same things that we do. And it's also a fact that we don't live inside a vacuum and that we have to be able to interact with people who have different backgrounds and worldviews. We have to be able to identify shared values and goals and be able to focus on those things that we hold in common so that we can use them to build bridges instead of latching onto the differences that we see in order to build walls and actively including and involving people from diverse backgrounds into our social circles, work, and community activities and learning to embrace diversity and to value the unique contributions that each person brings will help us to rethink and appreciate the value that we bring as well. Now, I just want to wrap this up with three challenges. Now, these are challenges for myself, but if you want to accept them, that's even better. And we'll work on them together. But here they are. Challenge number one, to consciously work to challenge the stereotypes and preconceived notions that I have and to recognize that individuals are complex and that they can't be reduced to simple labels. Challenge number two, to embrace change and try to adapt to new information and perspectives. To know that the world is constantly evolving and that sometimes my understanding and beliefs need to evolve as well. And challenge number three, to explore how my spiritual beliefs align with the changing world. Personally, I'm a Christian and Jesus emphasized compassion and love and understanding. And sometimes it seems like I can lose sight of that and end up using his words to justify my own biases and perspective. And I need to try to develop a more inclusive mindset in the application of my faith. And 
I think we all need to chew on this. Even if we do learn to be more open-minded, it's still important to set personal boundaries that align with our moral standards and our spiritual beliefs. It is possible to engage in respectful discussions with others without compromising our own value. Values. Growth is an ongoing process. We just have to be committed to continuous learning, self-improvement, and to our personal development. And with time, effort, and a little discomfort, we can be open to growth and understanding. We can navigate the complexities of an ever-changing world and still stay true to our own values. I want to thank you for choosing to spend a few minutes with me today. And I hope you enjoyed today's topic. And I invite you to follow the podcast and to share it with others who you may think might enjoy it as well. I'm always looking forward to hearing your thoughts and your opinions. So feel free to email me at secondwindpodcast.reply at gmail.com or you can join our Facebook group, Second Wind Wisdom Podcast. And remember, new episodes come out every Tuesday morning. So we'll do this again next week. And until then, stay well.